is a mobile dashboard recording made specially for this broadcast and this broadcast alone. Although, if you actually pay attention, I'll probably use that audio clip on many other broadcasts or use the same kind of uh, idea, like thought process, words um, to use for that other broadcast. Well, in reality, what's happening is I am working on a number of different broadcasts. So, let me tell you what some of them are. If you are able to gleam the little nugget from a few weeks back, um, one of the things that was talked about was how God made me to be a broadcaster or a herald uh, individual that would be proclaiming the kingdom of God to the whole world. You see, it's not the gospel of the Methodist, it's not the gospel of the Baptist, it's not the gospel of the Assemblies of God, it's not the gospel of the Charismatics, it's not the gospel of the Catholics, it's not the gospel of any group, it's the gospel, the good news, the too good to be true news of the kingdom of God, and it's all about kingdom. And so, when we go to proclaim the kingdom, uh, we should always be living in the kingdom. That's a first step <laughs> in proclaiming the kingdom of God. We have to be part of it. Uh, as we join the kingdom of God by surrendering our lives to the Lord and Savior of our souls, Jesus Christ, we're then able to begin a new life as the Spirit of God comes inside of us and impregnates our spirit and we become a living spirit, eternal spirit, a spirit that will last forever from that point on. It's a guaranteed salvation of our spirit, of our soul, of our mind and our body. Those come through that sanctifying process of the spirit uh, that comes inside of us and brings us life. It's the same spirit that comes inside of us and changes who we are. If you think of the core of your being as your heart, well, that spirit comes into our heart and changes our heart because there's an issue with the human heart. There is a corruption that came in when Adam chose to go against the Word of God and to partake of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It was at that time that the heart of man was sold into bondage to sin. A bondage that is truly darkness. A bondage that is truly death. A bondage that leads only to destruction, corruption, the rotting, the killing, the destroying of creation. And so the Creator subjected 
creation to that bondage to decay, waiting for the children of God to be manifest and to proclaim his word and to not only speak it or to broadcast it, but to live it. And so the Holy Spirit has created and made individuals for this time right now that are broadcasters of his word, of his truth, of his life. And they are not only coming onto the airwaves, the internet, the invisible, the digital realm, whatever you want to call it, the omniverse, the cyberspace, uh, so many different words. But in that area, the individuals that God created to share his word for this time, the individuals that are anointed by him, the individuals that have learned how to in glad surrender allow his spirit to come and use their bodies as a vessel of glory, as a vessel of blessing to others. Abraham came, and whoever blessed Abraham was blessed. Whoever cursed Abraham was cursed. And throughout creation, as God's word came forth, even from the beginning, speaking of the seed that would come and crush the serpent's head, the seed that would end up having a bruised heel. Going all the way back there to the time we are now, the enemy has tried to silence the word, corrupt the word, damage the word, kill the word, anything he can to distract us from the word. Because that's what the enemy does. He distracts us. He wants to take us down a different path. He wants to show us something different, something amazing, something cool, something deceptive. So he'll deceive us using all the various ways of deception. You see it in magic, right? You see the sleight of hand. You see the smoke and mirrors. You see uh, all these different ways in which individuals like Mike can use sleight of hand to deceive you into thinking that a coin is one place when it's another. Now, that kind of sleight of hand that Mike does, which is perfectly legal and legitimate, is nothing to be afraid of. And an absolute wonderful tool to be able to be used to help others and to take young children that are dealing with various sicknesses and diseases and just kind of distract them from that negative for a while. So even a distraction can be used for good and, and God will use them. What we find though is if we get to a place where we can be without distraction, if we can know what we should be doing right now, Right now, where we are, are we doing what we should be doing? Well, I know you're listening to this. Otherwise, you wouldn't hear it right now. Awesome. And you look at the different words that are being said, the different thoughts, and you listen to the voice of the Father being spoken through me, 
and you'll see that there are precepts that are there, there are ideas that are there, there's truth that is there that are very abundant, even without an extra abundance of words. So if someone is in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, God's going to be glorified, ultimately. Uh, the gospel of the kingdom is going to be advancing. Sometimes we lessen the gospel of the kingdom. We make it so small. We make it so little. Um, we act as if the gospel of the kingdom advancing is just us going and telling somebody about Jesus or you know, using the Romans road to lead them in a sinner's prayer or something. And, oh, well, and then at least they go to church now and, you know, inviting people to church, things like that. When the kingdom of God is so much larger than that, the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God. <laughs> the kingdom of God surpasses time and space but within each space-time that we have an opportunity to interact with, we can be in the kingdom of God. We can be part of what the kingdom of God is doing. We can be proclaiming the kingdom of God. As we work together with the unity that comes in Christ that can only be found through the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit's not there and active in our lives... It's just too hard. <laughs> it's just almost not possible. There's glimmers of unity. There's glimmers of hope. But the only way that we can unite in Christ is through the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that takes us and baptizes us into the body of Christ. And so the Holy Spirit actually takes us and baptizes us into the body of Christ. That's the beginning of our life with God. God comes again inside of us and also takes us and puts us inside the body of Christ. There's a lot happening there. We become a new creature. Brand new creature. Something we weren't before. Something that didn't exist before. New. And as we become that new creature in the body of Christ, with the Holy Spirit inside of us, giving us life, we also have an opportunity then to, in surrender to Him, Surrender to the baptism that Jesus came to give us. John talked about it. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, you heard the word baptism earlier when I talked about the Holy Spirit as baptizing us into the body of Christ. And then, once we have that new life, once we are born again, once we are those new creatures, then we can surrender to Christ's baptism, where he baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. So then we are, once again, immersed in the Holy Spirit. 
There's a lot that the Holy Spirit does in the world today. There's also the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's so much involved with the Holy Spirit. And that is why, in order to truly have a unity in Christ that has to be through the Holy Spirit, Jesus' prayer in John chapter 17 makes it really clear that we will be one and that we will love one another and that they will know... <laughs> They're going to know that we are his disciples by our love, one for another. I work with individuals from all different faith streams. I work with any believer, anyone that is born again, is my brother and sister in the Lord. They don't have to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They don't have to speak in tongues. They don't have to have dreams and visions. They don't have to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. They don't have to cast out demons. They don't have to do anything miraculous or amazing. If they are born again, they are my brother and sister in Christ. We all can participate in all those different things. But we don't have to. And... Any brother and sister in Christ is a brother and sister in Christ. And so we love them, and we support them, and we help them, and whoever. Some of our brothers and sisters in Christ are a lot of fun to get along with, and a lot of fun to fellowship with, and a lot of fun to have time with, spend time with. And there are a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ that are not that. <laughs> but they're still brothers and sisters in Christ if they're new creations. Now, some people will claim to be uh, in Christ, but they never became a new creation. They never had the Spirit of God come inside of their heart and circumcise their heart, bring life to their heart, their soul begins being saved. They never experienced that Holy Spirit coming and baptizing them into the body of Christ, putting them into the body of Christ, immersing them, covering them with Christ. They've never walked with Christ, covering them. But they'll claim to be a believer. And that's a topic for a different time. But the way I'm able to work with so many individuals with different face streams in broadcasting the word the truth, the life, is because I work with spirit-filled believers in those different faith streams. And it's just certain spirit-filled believers that the Holy Spirit brought me to in order to be able to help broadcast the word, the truth, the life in this time that we're in. One of the most amazing ways to broadcast truth is through drama. It's been that way in history. It's been that way forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> Where people would act out things. You go back to some of the earliest things that they find artifacts in caves, the drawings and stuff. It's ways of communicating. It's ways of sharing uh, information. Um, you know, how many deer they saw on the hunt, whatever it is. And so, Stained Glass Theater over in Ozark and the work that Ron Batwell did as who I consider to be a prophet, you don't have to agree with me on that, but I'm right. <laughs> He's a prophet for this area and 
throughout, you know, Bolivar, Springfield, there's so many amazing seeds that have been planted over the years. And not only that, but the soil has been worked. Remember, a seed needs good soil to grow. And so there's a lot of men and women in this area that are good soil for the seed of the kingdom to germinate and to come full circle. There's a lot of believers right now in this area that are believers. They're in the body of Christ, but they've never experienced that fullness of the Holy Spirit, that filling of the Holy Spirit. One of the verses is even uh, translated, be ye being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a continual act. You look in Acts when the disciples are persecuted for healing the lame man at the gate and they go back and they pray and it says that the Holy Spirit came and fell on all of them again. These are ones that were moving in the Holy Spirit's power and they're praying for more power and there he is again. Uh, we need more of that in our time, in our lives because the enemy, as we see, is marching full force all over the place. But this explosive... Um, release that comes from the activated yeast, the leaven, the leaven that leavens the whole lump that uh, Jesus talked about. There are individuals that are catalysts for change, that are uh, leaven activators and leaven poppers. Now, one of the ways that leaven's activated is with heat. And so we see where the whole world has heated up, right? The heat's on. <laughs> uh, there's People call it a shaking, all that. The leaven's being activated. These keys individuals like R.B., Ron Batwell over there at Stained Glass Theater, um, uh, Dr. Collins, the founder of Axe Ministry, is another one. Um, there's different ones uh, all over the place that have been used by God as apostles, as prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Pastors, Carl Long over at uh, Humansville, what a, what a powerful pastor. Um, and sorry guys, I mentioned your name, Billy Burris. Oh wow, he's a pastor of pastors. Um, created uh, so much more, um, so many in this area. Uh, I need to stop mentioning names because then I forget ones and so we don't want to offend anybody. So here we are in a place where there's so much good soil, there's so much presence of God and the Holy Spirit, there's visions that people have had from of this area of revival in the last phase, visions of sparkling fountains that spring forth and share the gospel around the world. Um, and that uh, vision there links with Azusa Street. Um, so my friends over at Stained Glass Theater, we got to uh, get connected with the uh, Assembly of God archives and the information they have on Azusa Street uh, with my friend over in Topeka, Kansas at the foundation of the building where the Holy Spirit came uh, in 1900 into 1901 on New Year's Day as Agnes Osmond asked uh, Charles Parham to pray for her and she received the baptism of the Holy Spirit began speaking in Chinese and the effect that that had on later uh, the William Seymour and going to uh, California 
that one-eyed uh, black preacher sparking that revival that shook the world and led to uh, basically all the Pentecostal groups that exist today, such as the Assemblies of God and the uh, Church of God and the uh, United Pentecostal and just all the different ones uh, that are out there in Foursquare to... know him to see him to hear him to be able to listen for his voice and know and know and know and know that when you're listening to someone that our father speaking through them it's incredible to experience and it's a first step in being set free from the bondage to decay it's a first step in receiving that new life that spirit that comes inside of us and makes us alive that spirit that takes us and puts us inside of his body so it's no longer us that live but it's him We clothe ourselves with Christ. It can be hard for people to understand a God that's wounded. A Savior that comes with a bruised heel. But I'm here to tell you, it's a lot easier to recover from a bruised heel than from a crushed head. And when we can accept a God that died for us, we can accept a God that willingly walked that road of glad surrender. A God that would cry out, if it's possible, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That's the God we serve. The Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. But it's not a story of suffering. We don't stay in that place of death. But once a seed is planted in the ground, it'll grow. It has to die, but then it can multiply. And so as we die to ourselves, as we die to sin, as we die to our ideas, our religious strongholds that are in our lives, and we just surrender to him, Surrender to His Holy Spirit. You don't even need anyone to lay hands on you. You don't need to do anything other than surrender. No one else even has to be there. No one was there for me. I mean, like, I didn't need them. I knew I didn't need anybody there. After I gave my heart to the Lord, 
and I chose to surrender to baptism of the Holy Spirit, I just did it in my bedroom when nobody else was around. I knew better than to think that some person had to be there. Some person had to lay hands on me. No, I was dealing with God. <laughs> He's there. Surrender. Father, I read this in the scripture. <laughs> Jesus, baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come and fill me. From the inside, from the outside, from any direction you can come. You know, go to all nine dimensions or however many they've gotten to uh, with quantum physics and so forth. Come, Holy Spirit, I surrender to you. Baptize me, whatever it means, however it looks. It don't make it weird. Yes, absolutely. The um, understanding that the classic Pentecostal understanding going back to Charles Parham um, before Azusa Street was that when someone's baptized in the Holy Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues. And that is very much um, been demonstrated in Scripture and throughout history. I believe that there's many other possible signs and it there doesn't have to be that for someone to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm more charismatic in my views and I'm definitely more interested in seeing someone's fruit in their life than wondering if they can speak in another language. Right? Paul's like, yeah, well, I, you know, he, he spoke in tongues more than anybody. He's like, I'd rather speak five intelligible words than, you know, five hours in tongues. It is more than a sign, but it's not needed to know that God's in your life, that he's changing you, that he's making you into something new. Suddenly, you'll start doing something different like RB did. You'll start a theater. You'll start sharing what you were doing already and taking it to a new level. That's, that's the incredible thing that God can do and does for many of us. Because we're walking a path that he created for us and we're moving the direction that he has for us, then when he calls us, when he reveals himself to us, when he gives us that opportunity to come to him in glad surrender, uh, he... <laughs> Then we find out that the whole time he's been guiding our path in a way that has, oh, sparked our interest in the thing that he was wanting us to do. Like for me, I shared before where, you know, he gave me a little um, cassette recorder when I was young. And so I started uh, recording things like TV shows and then just funny little things and that would have been oh, what, over 40 years ago, 50, something like that. Long time. And it's hard for young people to even picture a time when it would have been difficult to record something or to see something. Like if it, if it wasn't 
on that night on TV, you didn't see it. It wasn't like there was just some instant reruns or you could stream an episode you missed or something. There was no streaming. I remember once a year, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang would come on, and I really liked that show, so I'd wait once a year to watch it. I'd be so happy when it came on. Even with all the commercials back then. Of course, you didn't have to pay for the TV. Now you got to pay for it, and you get to so, I don't want to make this too long, and I just wanted to share a little bit of my story and my insight and understanding into the time we're in. I actually have opportunity to share this in so many different places and ways. There's so many projects that I'm working on, but I, I need workers. I'm looking for technicians, individuals interested in filming and sharing stories. Like last night, I was able to go to uh, Maranatha Village and hear the um, son of the martyred missionary well, actually, pastor, national pastor over in Iran, uh, years ago, when the after the Shah was gotten rid of the Shah of Iran, and then the Ayatollah came in and started doing his reign of terror. Eventually, this pastor was murdered, and it was encouraging to see how around the world, even in places where these evils have taken over, the people are starting to see, right? They can understand. They are rebelling against the darkness in so many places. They are hating the darkness. And there are so many dreams and visions going forth, but also broadcasting, you know, satellite TVs, um, all the different ways now with technology that the lies of the enemy can be bypassed and truth can be broadcast. Um, I'm thankful for Axe Ministry and Axe Media Group where we have a broadcast studio in Springfield. It's a special place. Um, we can use help with funds. We can use help with workers. But we have studios for filming. We have areas for worship. We have all different opportunities that can be done there. And... I believe it is time to empower our young people to go forth and share the gospel through technology, to be able to broadcast into the homes and to be able to save children out of the darkness and the mire rather than the way the enemy has been reaching into homes and trying to steal children away from their parents, isolate them from parents, not tell the parents where the children are. Uh, so many evil things that... Uh, the forces of darkness of this age are trying to do, but they've been revealed. And so we get, can fight against them. Uh, Pastor Ladina is doing amazing work uh, with uh, the groups that she's working with and looking at how this whole uh, strange trans agenda that where they're going and uh, corrupting kids and I don't want to get too many details on this broadcast because I don't know what all age groups are listening to it. 